This week on Erotic Awakening, Embracing Your Slavehood, Part 1. Welcome to Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, a weekly view of all things erotic. From BDSM to erotic spirituality, from swinging as a lifestyle to simply fun kink, each week we bring you a diverse offering of erotic and alternative lifestyles in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. This podcast is intended for consenting adults over the age of 18. If you are offended by this type of content, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Let's start off talking about my cock. Okay. <laughs> yay. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's a yay. Okay. My understanding is that most men's cocks... Now, I, I can't speak for a lot of cocks. I haven't seen a lot of cocks and... When I've been in the uh, um, gym and, mm-hmm. or peeing next to someone, <laughs> it's usually uh, a good idea not to look at other men's cocks. Mm, yes, I, I can see where that would, yeah, <laughs> good idea. <laughs> in the opportunities that I've had you, how shall we say this, getting <laughs> fucked while I watched, I can't say that the other guy's cock was something that I paid a lot of attention to. I, actually, now that I think about it, I prefer to zone in on your face. <laughs> But my understanding is that the average cock, if you picture a banana, you would take the banana, which is slightly bent, and you would take the end of the banana and kind of point it up towards the ceiling so that it's a slight bend, like a canoe, I guess. Okay, I can see that, I guess. I... Is that the way most men's cocks are bent? I, I would prefer to do a little more research before answering <laughs> that question, but <laughs> from what I've seen, they all look kind of different. Well... Uh, the reason that I, I mention this is that my banana is pointing down towards the ground. Your banana is pointing down. <laughs> I remember so, you telling me that before we got together, and I was kind of curious. <laughs> so, I don't know. But should I look for some kind of a straightener? No. <laughs> I like the way it's pointed just fine. <laughs> it works for me. <laughs> well, as long as it works for you, we should be happy. Other than that, I do want to mention, we over the last couple of weeks, we've mentioned that our iTunes ratings have been non-existent. Mm-hmm. And we have had a few people go out there and put ratings on our iTunes spot on iTunes. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> so we do have some ratings in there now. That's uh, very nice. So people, again, people looking for the show, they'll be able to poke mm-hmm. around, they'll see something, and we'll see what other people think about it. Great. I'm assuming they are good scores? They ain't bad. Good. Good. And better, again, like honestly, better bad scores with some explanation exactly than no scores at all exactly so constructive criticism is not an issue and and especially where i can edit it out (laughs) so controlled construction constructive criticism Criticism that works (laughs) um so what else so what do we got coming up well i'll tell you what we got coming up is in upcoming shows hey we got a voicemail we did, didn't we? We did. I actually listened to it more than once. <laughs> <laughs> We're so easily amused. <laughs> Our voicemail suggested that we do a show on what's it like to be monogamous in a kinky world. Right, right. And, and we don't really have a lot of experience or knowledge with a true monogamous relationship in the kinky world. Right. We've had some moments where we've been monogamous, but only because we haven't had an, a relationship, another relationship in the works, per se. We were still poly. 
Yeah, I think between. <laughs> I, I call those periods looking desperately. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but we have our moments of being. Well, it's really funny because the very first scene that you ever did with someone else, you know, there's four of us. There was two people that mm-hmm. wasn't me uh, yeah. touching you. Yep, I remember that. And I made some kind of comments about asking how long they've been non-monogamous or something. And they said, oh, no, no, we're monogamous. We just like playing with other people. That was when I got the daisy flower with uh, clothespins on my, my boobie. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. So uh, fortunately, we do know some people that are committed monogamous people in a BDSM kink world. And we're mm-hmm. going to be interviewing those and the, interviewing them in the next couple of days. Great. So that show will be on the horizon. You'll be traveling north and doing an interview on negotiation, another topic that we've had requested to do a show about. Perfect timing. So someone suggested that they wanted to talk about that. What, about 24 hours around the time we had someone asking to hear about that? So perfect timing. Could not have worked out better. And also coming up, well, today we're doing part one of Embracing Your Slavehood. And as we were putting this together, we realized that a single episode is not enough for this topic. So we will be doing an interview Sunday for part two of Embracing Your Slavehood. And that should be great. So um, we'll come at it from a couple of different viewpoints on what that means to different styles of slaves, I guess you would say. Beyond that, we've got some kink magic on tap as Mm -hmm. well, and a bunch of other stuff. So that just gives you a general idea of what we have coming up fairly soon, hopefully in the near future. And then starting with the new year, we're actually booked solid with events with a lot of fabulous people, so hoping for more interviews. And yeah, that's going to be a great opportunity for us to travel around, get some new interviews, meet some new people, Mm -hmm. and and bring them onto the show and, and share them with you are three or four listeners. <laughs> it's funny, <laughs> and the funny little story about that is, depending on how you look at the stats, there's one stat that says we have this many listeners, and mm-hmm. there's another stat that has, says we have a hundred times right. as many listeners. Um, I don't know that I believe either one, to be honest with you. I think that it's you and me, and, <laughs> and a couple of other people, the people we interview. I hope. <laughs> and to be honest, you don't really listen that much either. I do. I haven't seen you make any comments on our FetLife page. I have. (laughs) A few. (laughs) I don't know if I'm buying it. Okay. If you're a listener and you would like to leave us a comment, feedback, or contact us for any other reason, as always, we'll give you the reminder of ways you can do that. But this time, so that people that have listened to more than one episode don't get Mm -hmm. bored with it, we're going to do it all in less than 20 seconds. Ready? Go. Holy cow. Done. No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Saying holy cow will not get a hold of us. Feel free to keep trying that. You've got 11 seconds left. By email, eroticawakening at bluecatservices.org. Contact. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Try voicemail, 206-309-0054. Or FetLife Erotic Awakening. Not to mention Twitter, Dan and Dawn. Easy enough. doing a show on embracing your slavehood mm-hmm. it could strike some people as what's the big deal mm. I mean you know what do you do you, you really all you're doing is surrendering control how difficult can that be you know really 
take it a step further, you're letting somebody else make all the decisions. You're letting them make all the calls. You're letting them worry about the important responsibilities. So why is this even a big deal? It is a big deal. I mean, I'm used to being a mom where I make all the decisions. I'm used to working in a job where I'm in charge of projects and getting things done and making all the decisions. And, you know, I was a uh, part of a household where I had to make all the decisions. So to give that all up completely is actually very hard. You know, you have to trust the other person completely to be making the right decisions for you and realizing they're human and if a decision is made wrong according to you, realizing that it's right according to them. And I guess that's really the, the tricky part there is that you are trusting another person and you're actually not just trusting them but delivering a great amount of faith to them. And I know that there's a number of times in yours and my relationship where I've pulled out the master stick and I've simply grabbed you by your hair or put you on your knees and said, no, we're not doing it this way. We're going to do it that way. And there's no discussion about it. Sometimes that's hard. I mean, there is a little foot stompy <laughs> little person inside of me that wants to say, no, I want to do it my way. But I realize I've given that power to you. And, you know, I trust you with that power. One of the hardest things about training a slave is that you can't start off with faith. You can make a decision to have trust in someone, but you can't make a decision to have faith. And, and you can say that you can, but faith is something that's earned. Faith is something that's experienced. Faith is um, watching your master time and time again make the right choices and fix things if they go awry. So as we're on this learning path, so time and time again, experience over and over. I'm looking forward to talking to Jem about this, our new slave in the yes. house, because she doesn't start with a great amount of faith. Although, fortunately, I guess you and I are somewhat known in our community. You know, it's not like we met her over the internet from 4,000 miles away and she didn't right. have a clue right. who we were. Right. You know, it's very, it's, it's can help to build some kind of a foundation when you can walk around your community and say, hey, tell me about these Dan and Dawn people. Mm -hmm. You know, what have they done? Who, you know, how are they treating people in general? One of the things that I've always recommended to people, if you're interested in someone and you're thinking about accepting their collar, don't go too far in that until you've been to their house. Right. To me, it's huge to see how someone lives. How organized are they at home? Is there trash laying around the house? Is there uh, the way they live in good repair and right. organized and somewhat put together in a way that's going to instill confidence in you that they have their life together? Exactly. I mean, how can they be in charge of your life if they're not in charge of their own life? So not only to have faith in another human being, you know, to be in charge of you, but to have faith in yourself. I mean, you have to have faith and confidence in yourself that you can do this as well. And that's the tricky part there. That's the part about embracing your slavehood is how do you develop 
that confidence in self, that faith in self, that through the act of accepting and becoming a slave, you end up a better, stronger person. Exactly. So, I mean, I know for me, I've actually seen this journey as a very spiritual journey, and it's very hard for me to explain that, but I have become a better person because of this. You know, when... How do you explain it? When you are on a spiritual path, you have to learn how to surrender. You have to believe that there is something out there that is guiding you. And when you become slave, what is guiding you is your master. Though, don't fall into the trap of believing that he is your higher power, but he is somebody that you have surrendered to, and you have to have that faith. And that's, this is how I learned to have faith in someone else. Well, very powerful. So the format for our Embracing Slavehood conversation, as I mentioned, is going to be a two-part podcast. Part one, we're going to talk to Catherine Gross. She's a speaker, sex educator, uh, BDSM aficionado, personal life coach, but uh, she does a lot of seminars on becoming a complete slave. Her slave retreat's been around for many, many years Mm -hmm. now, travels around the nation. And I like what she has to say. Um, she, She helps people become complete slaves, but not yes men. Right. She helps them become internally strong and so that when they kneel, they are kneeling as a very strong person. Right. So we're going to talk to Catherine Gross today, mm-hmm. and on our next episode, we're going to sit around and talk talk with a slave or two, mm-hmm. and just get their own personal experience, and, and we'll bring in some people that are not um, nationally known figures, but just the slave next door, so Your to real, speak. Yeah. The yeah. real people that are struggling with this and finding their footing. Right. That'll be great. fortunate to be sitting here with Catherine Gross, who runs Servants Retreats. BDSM classes, website, and a host of other things. Thanks for joining us today, Catherine. Oh, thank you for having me. So we're looking at this, uh, looking at BDSMclasses.com, your website where you do a lot of stuff, looking at the servants retreat that you've been running for a number of years, and Ninefold Path Seminar, and all this other stuff that you're involved in. And it's like we could do five or six podcasts just off the content on your website and all the stuff that you're involved in. Well, I'm definitely the child who will not take her nap because she's interested in many things, and so I tend to have a lot of things going at once. Well, we will focus a little bit today, and uh, listeners to our podcast recognize that we're not the greatest people at focusing, but (laughs) we'll see what we can do. And and really where I want to start with is Servants Retreat, and that's where I first heard about you is in the Servants Retreat. So tell me a little bit about that. That is a weekend for people who bottom serve or are slaves or submissives, depending on what word we're choosing. That I've been doing for nine years at this point. It is a weekend that is not about how to serve a drink or how to do a slave dance. It's actually about how to become more of who you are. How to, be, how to have a greater personal foundation because I honestly believe that if you don't have personal strength, if you haven't unpacked that baggage that we all have with us, 
then you are not going to be able to effectively serve. And it is only powerful people who truly can deeply obey on a level that, in my opinion, has a deeper meaning for me. I don't want someone who's a yes ma'am, yes ma'am, yes ma'am. I could have that. That's easy enough. I want someone who is thoughtful, well-examined, knows exactly who they are, and extremely powerful. Now, that person, when they drop to their knees before me, now I'm happy. So does that imply that you don't teach a lot of the mechanics? You don't teach certain positions or the proper way to kneel or the proper way to greet uh, the title holder to a specific event? That's it, exactly. I don't teach any of that. If you want anything like that, it's a class called Refined Service Movement. Servants Retreat, I do not top the people who come. They keep their clothes. We have discussions. I explore different areas of let's get rid of the past, let's look at the philosophies of service and submission and obedience and how those fit for you. It's a very personal experience where I understand a lot of people think of classes as you sit down, it's a very linear experience where there's one concept, the group listens, they make a few comments and that's it. Servants Retreat is not like that at all. I have degrees from University of Florida in psychology. I am also a certified life coach. With these things, I go a little deeper, and I make sure that we're prepared emotionally, intellectually, and in that very personal way. As far as serving a drink, I have no doubt every owner in the country will let you know what they want. Why would I need to repeat that? So that makes perfect sense to me. Now, um, I just went on a retreat myself. It was more about doing a couple of workshops that focused on us where we could chit-chat and talk, but it was a lot of social time as well so that we could talk as slaves and submissives to slaves and submissives and really got on some deep topics. So with your retreat, um, is it like back-to-back classes, or is there social time, or how does that go? It's a mix of it, because while there is information presented, that information is hashed about at large in the group. Nice. Right, and that's important. I mean, it's all good and nice that I'm there. It's all good and nice that I conceive the structure of it, if you will. Mm-hmm. However, it's much more important to utilize the global brain, if you will, and all the people in the room and all their experiences are so much more valuable than any one person's perspective could be. Absolutely loved that to have, um, you know, just to talk to different slaves and submissives because all of our stories were different. But yes, there was there was grains of wisdom in everything. Do you ever find that a weekend is too short an amount of time to, once you've opened up, you know, and gotten people to be in touch a little bit with themselves? And I'm sure that the situation, you would end up with some people that think they're coming because they have a uh, a fear of elephants and find out that there's a much deeper thing going on. Um, And I would guess that sometimes that stuff gets opened up. Sure it does. 
unfortunately, at the same time, I don't merely open. I also offer tools to handle what one finds. Nice. And that's really important. The other part of this would be it is not as if I am a stranger to the floor. I'm not. I was owned by one man for over 10 years until his death. There was an arranged collar that I spent six months in, and by arranged, I mean it had a beginning and it had an ending, and it was arranged. And then there was a last collar of affection that I was in for four, excuse me, five years. I feel very complete in that area. I've had the till death do us part. I've experienced what a broken or ending collar can be for the first time. And I know what an arranged one can be. I've also owned property for a long time. It gives me a lovely round-robin view. It also helps that I've been doing this longer than two days. Honestly, most people walk out with the skill sets they need to make changes at those deep levels. I get letters six to eight months later about how they have changed everything in their world and the things they had been dragging with them, some of them 20, 30 years, mm-hmm. are not an issue anymore. I cut to the chase. Very cool. So for a master that's sitting around and he's listening to this interview and he's thinking about, well, uh, maybe this is something that would be of benefit to my submissive. Mimi. Mimi. <laughs> I want to go. Is it for everyone? Is there, or does he say, well, you should specifically it's for these kind of slaves, these kind of servants are the ones that I'm targeting. <laughs> well, um, here's what I'll say. The biggest myth about Servants Retreat is that it's a weekend that people who bottom sit around whining. That's not true. I have limits. Whining's on that list. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't work out so well for me, and I am very much, I'm very direct. Now, with someone thinking about sending their property, and as far as who this is for, This is, I have a formula, honest to God, that is very flexible and it stretches where whether you have been serving three months or the person, actually there was one person who came who had been serving 43 years. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, that one I was blown away. She was very surprised. And when I did my initial test groups, and there were several, I handpicked people who were different all over, all I mean, from all over. This is not a specific type. Even people who are so solid, who have such great foundations, the least they'll walk away from is a beautiful reminder of how well they're doing, how good their relationship is, and how sound they feel, and it tends to revitalize them. It tends to bring gratitude, and that's the least. I don't think, even people who don't like the group thing, they don't feel exposed. They don't feel eviscerated. There are ways of doing this and maintaining personal privacy. It sounds awesome. Fun. Actually, there's one coming near you. I'm really? scheduling all, yes, I am scheduling all of 2010 and that's been my agenda this week 
And there's going to be one, I believe, the end of March in Louisville, Kentucky. Now, that's not too far from you, is it? No, not at all. That's, what, four hours maybe? Mm -hmm. Exactly, and it's going to be hosted by the Louisville Munch. So there you go. Very cool, very cool. What would you say, then, is the one most common element people come back from this saying, I picked up this, I learned this, this is for picking up this particular realization or skill or foundation or along those lines? It's too personal. Or does everybody get something so different from everything? That's what it is. It, everyone grabs something so personal from this that there is no rote because, again, we're not teaching the way to do things. We're exploring how to be. And when you know, it's sort of like this. If you're given an order by your owner that is unpleasant, if you're not well prepared and solid in your own feet, you're going to snip, you're going to take it badly, you're going to press your lips together, there's going to be a little huff of air, and perhaps it's not taken well. If you have your personal house in order and something unpleasant is asked of you, you have the fortitude and the wherewithal that it doesn't matter that it's unpleasant. You simply will choose to fulfill the request because that is part of what you do. And there will not be this judgment, this opinion, and all the little side editorial business because it won't matter that much to you. You're solid, you're fine, and it's just a moment. And you'll recognize the value in it. That's a way of being. That's an understanding. There's a lot of subsets of understanding that go into the delivery of that type of service. That's what I'm talking about. Very cool, very cool. I just love the way this sounds. Let me switch gears on you for a moment and ask you just real quickly about Southeast Leather Fest. Uh, How long have you been involved uh, in that one? <laughs> I'm sorry, what did you ask? I was too busy clapping. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been involved in that? Well, involved on this level since 2003, the middle of the year. That is definitely my baby. It's it's like this. I obviously do business in the community where we were just talking about servants retreat. That's business. If I'm going to do business here and yet this is also my personal pleasure, I must have balance. Self does that for me where I work about 1400 hours a year on that. And self this year, we are so much fun. We're going to have about 70 classes. There, We have gotten the plan that is so wonderful for our participants. Know anywhere else where you can go and get seven meals, including to order omelets and London broil for $110, which includes oh. keynotes, etc. Our wow. hotel room in the middle of Decatur which is usually 129 a night. If folks book a room before December 31st, it's $79. Wow. This is 
Well, you know, it was just like a couple years ago when the recession went bad. We put out publicity that we knew times were bad for everybody, and if they had to tighten their belt, by God, so did we. So I dropped our prices by $50. Fantastic. Well, it's one of those things. And this year, you know what? We're all ready for fun, the entire country. We've had enough seriousness. So we are celebrating our 15th anniversary. I understand most anniversaries look over their shoulder at their past. I think the entire country has been looking at the past of BDSM and SM and everything else quite successfully, and we'll leave that to them. We're going to look forward. We've already honored our past. It's been great. We did that on the 10th anniversary. This year, expect mayhem. We're doing kinky (laughs) cabaret. There will be laughter. And actually, the best thing I can tell you about self, definitely check out the website, but here's what really makes us different. You might walk in the door a stranger, but you're going to leave with family. And that's a quote from some participants last year who came from Michigan. Strangers who do not know you if they see you will just start talking to you. We are the warmest event. And it is my privilege to be part of that, honestly. The moment you mentioned it, you heard the smile on my face. There's, you know, it's one of those things that generally most people who volunteer, some of them get caught up in the work. When I tell you this gives me more energy than it takes from me, and it just brings nothing but sheer unadulterated happiness, if that's what the producer feels who's working it, you can only imagine how much fun the folks are having who are attending. Oh, sure. Sure, absolutely. Dawn and I are very fortunate that we get the opportunity to travel to uh, a number of, an, of events. And you're right. There's Sometimes you walk into an event and you feel like you're just one of the, you know, one of, uh, number 17 and number 18, mm-hmm. right? And there's some <laughs> events you can go to where you feel like very people are very welcoming and warm and glad that you're there. And a lot of our listeners are fairly new to the lifestyle and having an event like what you're describing where people can come in and be accepted and not feel like they're just outside where everybody else is part of a part of a clique would be a wonderful experience for them. Actually, and there's something else that would recommend us to them in particular this year. We have added dozens of classes, literally. We're going to have about 70 classes, but we're not the event of 800 people. One of the reasons why we did this, we want to create more of a personal experience for everyone who attends. Oh, the presenters we have this year. Oh, and there's things coming that I haven't announced yet that are wonderful that I'm not going to do here either. But if you look look in the January, February, there's some other stuff coming that's cool. And one of the things I will say is if you look really closely – um, we will be having a bevy of classes in the pool this year. <laughs> okay, now as someone who has been to many, many events, that's new. That's different. Fantastic. Yes, we'll have things like Blackout. That is an all-day boot black intensive that you have to sign up for with four of the best boot blacks in the country. 
where they will give you a round-robin experience. There's two other intensives, one's Friday and one's Sunday, being done by Boss Bondage. One is sadistic bondage, and one is piercing like a pro, where you have, you have the ability for intensive learning, you have the ability for a multitude of a la carte classes, and we're doing away with the classrooms that are packed 30 and 50 people deep. We want you to have that small class experience where you can be involved, where you can really get your questions answered, and where you honestly can get to know people. And, and as a presenter, Don and I do some presenting ourselves, and that would just be a wonderful experience. It's great to have a class full of 50 people. I'm not saying it's not. But right. when we end up with a class of 12 or 15 people, then you're getting to know people. Then people feel mm -hmm. that, oh, I've got a personal question that you get to interact in a more intimate setting. So that's a wonderful idea. Yes. Yes. So, Southeast Leatherfest, I can find out more information about that at seleatherfest.com. Yeah. And as far as the servants retreats go, I guess the, my best bet is to just to head over to bdsmclasses.com. Yes, and shortly, probably in about a week, I'll be putting out a national press release that literally has the listings of everything that's happening during 2010 because I scheduled Servants Retreat 1, there's Servants Retreat 2 that you can only attend if you've attended one. That one was written eight years after the first one because it took time to write something that I felt was worthy of what we do in the first one. And my other one, which is Foundations and Mastery, which is for the tops. And when I say tops and bottoms, that is my catch-all umbrella word. I'm not using it as most people do to mean someone who doesn't do MS or DS. I originally was taught the, that language that it's an umbrella term of respect, that it's not my right to name who other people are, and therefore they're just a top or a bottom, which means they could be a mistress, ma'am, daddy, servant, slave, what have you, but not my call. Very cool, very cool. Well, one last question for you, if you don't mind. Nowadays, everybody's got all these kind of cyber visibility things. And mm -hmm. People can be found not just websites, but a variety of other ways. Do you have a, a way that people can get a hold of you via like FetLife or perhaps Twitter? Yes. Twitter is more of a professional, which I'm, it's fine. I believe it is SuccessCoachPCC. That is also in conjunction with one of my professional websites, which is foryourlifecoach.com. I'm also found on FetLife as Catherine Gross. That's pretty easy. And if you don't mind, now I have a question for the two of you. Uh-oh. <laughs> Feel free. So out of all the interviews that you've given and that you've had, what was the one question you always wish you had someone you could ask? Huh. Yeah, we're pretty um we're pretty wide open, so we pretty much ask everything that we want to ask and we're very fortunate in that way. Dawn, does anything come to mind? Wow. Well, how about that? There you have the way that if everyone lived wide open like this, there would be no unsatisfied urges. 
Very cool. Yeah, I thought so too. That's working. No wonder I can hear you guys smiling. <laughs> well, Lady Catherine, it's been a pleasure to talk to you today. I certainly appreciate your time. Um, I'll head out to BDSMclasses.com and look at your mm-hmm. schedule. And if we don't see you before then, I see that you will be in Sensations in Leather in Chicago. And as it happens, we will be there too. And we will thank you personally for your time today. Oh, cool. I can't wait to meet the two of you in person. And thanks for the fun in the interview. And hopefully, Don, I'll get to see you in Louisville, Kentucky. Coming up next week, Embracing Your Slavehood, Part 2. Bye, Dan. Bye, Don. on Erotic Awakening, Free by White Knight, Strawberry Jam by Jerry Bradley, and Wanda by 31D1 is provided from the Podshow Podsafe Network. More information can be found at music.podshow.com.